0: I spend a lot of time thinking about this.
1: You can go anywhere and buy a card. Why is it only once a year? Once a year, they put emphasis on telling someone how much they love them, or how much they care, how much their life means with them.
0: Does the caring stop after this one day? Well, I don't believe it should. The honorable love note from Daryl James is a treasured memento for his daughter, Janelle James, and her family.
1: What he had done for my mother for Valentine's Day one year was record a, a message mm. of how much he loved her and happy Valentine's Day. It, it's something I may have listened to once or twice growing up after it happened. It was kind of gut-wrenching, but at the same time, it was cool because you could hear me and my big brother in the background because he's playing with us, he's playing guitar. All right. On June 3rd,
0: 1985, her father, a 34-year-old Army veteran who went by the name Jack, was working as a lake ranger at Clear Creek Lake in Duncan, Oklahoma, about 80 miles south of Oklahoma City. Jack had been on the job for about four months, and he was looking forward to police basic training later that year. His house was just steps from the lake, and near the end of his shift, that hot summer night in 1985, Jack, still dressed in his Lake Ranger uniform, was at home with his wife. His 10-year-old son was playing a baseball game, and he had just tucked his 5-year-old daughter, Janelle, into
1: bed. I was in bed. Daddy had put me to bed, actually. Um, and my mom and him were uh on the couch with the windows open and they both heard the shots across the lake so that's what drew him over there he he turned and you know told mom he was on duty so he told my mom that um, someone might need help and he would be right back
0: he left his wife and daughter at home and he set out to investigate jack never came back jack was found shot to death Tire marks on his body indicated his killer drove over him. Janelle still remembers the night her mother got her out of bed, the night her father was murdered, and the night her life changed forever.
1: She heard everything. I mean, obviously, you can hear it's pretty quiet around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she heard it all. Um, and then got me out of bed when she knew something was wrong. and Started heading this direction that we headed. Mm-hmm. There were already cops set up at the at the post kind of by the, by the church, and they, they warded us off and, and stopped us there, mm-hmm. and went in, we went inside the church, and that's when my mother found out. In
0: 1985, the movie Back to the Future debuted at the box office. Nintendo released Super Mario Brothers, and Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA became the top-selling album in America. Unlike many of her peers, who look back on that year with nostalgia, for Jack's daughter, Janelle, The summer of 1985 is a season of lost innocence.
1: I mean, this will be 35 years. Um, It doesn't go away. Uh, It it does get easier. Not that you can't handle it the longer that it's been, but it just doesn't go away. There have been nights when you just, you have that unexpected breakdown. It It just hits you.
0: For The Oklahoman and Gannett Media, I'm Josh Delaney. You are listening to Life After Death Part 1, Blood in the Lake.
1: He was just so much fun. I remember him being fun. I, I remember being a daddy's girl.
0: Come over here. I want to interview you. Come on over here. I want to interview you. Come here. Let me talk to you. I want to talk to you.
1: Yeah, I was young, but I actually remember a lot more than, than um, you think. I think it maybe the. Once you're traumatized like that, you hang on to every single memory you can. Puppet shows, handmade puppets, that would be a family night that we would do. And what he would do is he would let us pick out a song. Um, Mine was always Eye of the Tiger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think my brother may have went with Queen or, or, you know, something rock. And he would give us let us pick out our puppet, and then he would have his puppet, and we would get behind the display, cardboard display that he made, and we would have puppet shows. That was one of my favorite memories, and then feeding the geese out here. He is very connected to nature. He loved animals.
0: When he heard gunshots around 8.50 that deadly June night in 1985, Jack drove the gray and winding road from his home to the other side of Clear Creek Lake. He checked with campers to make sure they were safe he made his way to a remote campsite where, over his two-way radio, Jack described a brown van. Arthur Michael Parks was a 35-year-old Lawton man who had parked the van, drank some beer, and fired a pistol into the lake, according to witness testimony in court. Moments after Jack described the van to dispatch, he was found dead, and tire marks indicated one of his legs was run over when Parks drove away. According to a medical examiner, Jack died of a shotgun wound to the left side of his neck and a bullet wound above his left eyebrow. His 357 caliber service revolver was missing, but his patrol car was found at the scene. Parks was arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder. A Stevens County jail inmate, who was being held at the time on a charge of attempted armed robbery, told the court that Parks told him he shot Jack because he was, quote, high on dope, and was fixing to make a sail at the lake. In 1986, a jury took an hour to find Parks guilty of first-degree murder. They took a half hour to recommend a life sentence in prison. The Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals overturned the conviction because evidence was introduced improperly in court. After his retrial, a jury found Parks guilty of murdering Jack. Parks is serving his life sentence at Joseph Harp Correctional Center in Lexington, Oklahoma. Parks is gray now. He stands about 5 feet 7 inches tall. He's heavyset and not much wrinkled, but otherwise jowled in his brown cheeks. His dark and blank eyes are socketed on either side of a hooked nose.
1: I hate the fact that his face was probably the last thing my father saw when he was alive. I hate that. Um... If he did even see that, like I said, pure evil. You see it in his eyes. My daddy specifically went to go help somebody and in turn was killed in a pretty heinous way.
0: Jack's murder brought the tight-knit lakeside community even closer.
1: It's kind of all everyone talked about. Um, Everyone remembers where they, it was one of those things where a lot of people, a lot of kids that I grew up, in fact, one one a uh, kid that I grew up with, became a police officer because of what happened to my dad. Being so young, uh, a lot of the community rallied around me, So, but we I was always different. I was probably the only one in the entire school mm. who did not have a father. Mm. Um, like I said, 1980s small town Oklahoma. Everyone had a mother, everyone had a dad, most people had a farm, you know, mm. yep. and it was a really small school. I think there were only maybe 12 or 13 people in my class. Okay. Uh, graduated with something like maybe 42, 43. Uh, but everyone was very careful around me. Mm. Um, I would get those questions if I, uh, the older I got, and I would just, you know, explain to them what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky in a sense that most of the kids around me weren't cruel. I was very active in sports. I had a lot of friends, so um, a lot of their, my friends' fathers would, you know, if I needed anything, Mm -hmm. you know, they would help. And and my uncle was there um, from day one. He's Mm -hmm. just, he was our, he was one of our rocks
0: for Mm -hmm. sure. Not only did Janelle find comfort in her community, but she also found peace through her faith.
1: When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. It's from Job. If I ever got upset over anything, it was, I would just walk straight down to the lake mm-hmm. and, and, you know, 100, yard, 100 feet from my house, less than a football field away from my house, mm-hmm. and uh, throw a rock in the lake, you mm-hmm. know, um, pray, taking the beauty. I don't necessarily remember the day, but I obviously know what day it is, and, and so it can bring back some pretty tough memories that never gets easier either especially um you know around the time of day that it happened um it was very traumatizing there are a lot of memories I probably did repress Mm -hmm. um the older I'm getting the more some of those are starting to come back to me Mm -hmm. but really my saving grace you know was was God Mm -hmm. um knowing that you know my daddy went to heaven
0: For those like Janelle, who live on after a loved one is murdered, the trials never really end. Years after their relative was taken violently, survivors still worry if their murderer will be released to the streets. Arthur Michael Parks was denied parole in 2015 and again in 2020.
1: You start thinking about it the moment that it ended the prior parole board. Pardon and parole. So in 2015, when we uh when we won our case basically Mm -hmm. um i immediately started thinking about it after that yeah like literally after that and you don't go every day thinking about it but the closer like last year i thought about the fact that this year is 2020 a lot Mm -hmm. um i hate to base a year on that but it's not something that uh Mm -hmm. it's not something that's easy yeah it's never easy And then every five years, he has this opportunity. Well, every three years up until 2015, now every five years, Mm -hmm. he has an opportunity to get out. My father's never coming back. Mm -hmm. He's not. Never had that opportunity.
0: In many murder cases, advocates come forth on behalf of convicted killers, citing process errors at trial, poor representation from attorneys, or the lack of sufficient evidence. There is no shortage of those who work to undo prison sentences for those convicted of murder. In cases of lesser crime, criminal justice reform advocates have earned numerous victories in Oklahoma, including the early release from prison for those who committed so-called low-level crimes.
1: Super excited and grateful today. You know, two years ago, almost to the day, the state, uh, the voters in the state passed uh, State Question 780, and today we saw the fruits of that labor. The
0: but Janelle, and others like her, ask the public to remember those harmed by crime of any kind.
1: I believe you should pay for the crime that you committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's a court system in place that works half the time, probably doesn't work half the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it did work in our favor. Um, in my mm-hmm. speci- our, our specific case, it worked in our favor up until, you know, that we had to start going through the parole, pardon and parole board every three years and now pardon parole board every five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah I, I believe and a lot of a lot of people who are victims of crimes they they do have that survivor mentality, mm-hmm. and then uh, you might see something in the news about the criminal reform and that's all they focus on all the uh, i don't want to say all they focus on but mm-hmm. a lot of what the media will focus on is mm-hmm. is the actual criminal reform mm-hmm. and um it's just it's not easy it's 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 not easy to see uh, we were hurt. Mm -hmm. Survivors, victims, we're hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not begging for help. Um, We're begging for justice. Mm -hmm. And in a a lot of cases, they don't necessarily give us justice or respect.
0: For Janelle, empathy for other crime victims comes easy.
1: I feel a lot of compassion. I feel yep. whenever I, whenever I, if I watch it, maybe a true crime story. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot of compassion towards the kids. Mm-hmm. It's it, like I said, it's not easy. It's so hard. It's hard being different for one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard knowing that somebody took that person away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to understand why mm-hmm. when you're at that age. Because I do remember asking my mom why. Mm-hmm. You know, I did ask my mom when's Daddy coming home several times. I remember that. We're like living, walking, breathing proof that you can survive, you can survive moments like this when your loved one was, was murdered, killed, raped, mm-hmm. um, kidnapped, whatever, you know, whatever has happened, you can survive it.
0: Janelle is now 41 years old. In February of 2020, she drove around Clear Creek Lake, through the bare trees on either side of the road and to the north side, just as her father Jack did the night he died. She got out of her car, walked across a patch of dead grass, and stood at the water's edge. She still doesn't know exactly where it happened. Maybe over there, she said, nodding toward a red dirt point. The weather that day was unseasonably warm. The sky was blue and clear, and a thin wind brushed dark little waves to the shore. In the distance, a small white boat skipped across the water that day, Janelle looked through old family photos.
1: Um, This is (laughs) is definitely cool. He's wearing his cowboy hat and everything. (laughs) Um, So that's actually me and him. And that's my letter Mm. uh, uh, to the Pearl Board. He was a cool guy. Very, very good dad. Very good daddy.
0: Jack didn't have a lot of money. But he was creative. As such men do, he made little gifts for those he loved. He once made a wooden ornament shaped in two hearts intertwined, and he painted it red. One Valentine's Day, Jack made a cassette recording for his wife. He strummed his guitar and told her he loved her.
1: This thought has crossed my mind so much in the past years. The way of telling you how much I care, how much I love you, and how much you mean to me. On this special time, I guess I'll emphasize it and hope you realize that The other 364 days, I also feel the same.
0: Janelle recently listened to her father's recording in its entirety.
1: It's something I may have listened to once or twice growing up after it happened. Um, Just this last year, my mother gave me the tape, and I listened to it front to back. Uh, So I got to hear his voice and how young he sounded, Mm. which was... It was kind of gut-wrenching, but at the same time it was cool because you could hear me and my big brother in the background because he's playing with us.
0: They buried Jack in the nearby town of Marlow. His headstone is granite and pristine. It's shaped like the two-in-one heart he made for his wife. On that sunny day in February, Janelle looked at his headstone and touched it lightly. She recalled something her father said on the cassette recording. She pointed to the backside of the headstone, where what he said... Is etched forever. For you have stolen my heart, and it will always be yours. The Life After Death podcast series was written by Josh Delaney, produced by Paige Dillard and Nate Billings.